Remember the conspiracy theory on Twitter that COVID vaccines made some people magnetic? A new study published in the Journal of Medical Internet Research found that influential users effectively pushed back against the theory, reaching beyond their network of followers. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. State lawmakers have introduced nearly 200 bills this year to change who should be allowed to provide certain types of care. That tops most years since tracking on the topic began in 2015. It speaks to how providers feel that workforce shortages and the wind-down of pandemic responses are buttressing their case to lawmakers. The shortage of health workers has grown to be many providers' biggest concern about the future. Health policymakers on the Hill have also said workforce issues are a concern, making it a top priority for the coming months. COVID battle lines are moving from the ER to the courtroom, Krista Marr reports from a recent litigation conference in Atlanta. It was billed as the first gathering of attorneys swapping tips on the growing practice of COVID-19 lawsuits. Cases challenging mask, vaccine, and testing mandates, quarantine measures, and malpractice are making up a lucrative area of civil law. And Alice Miranda Oldstein joins me to detail the impact of two major court rulings on abortion pill access, as well as the Biden administration's response to the court decisions. Thanks for chatting. So there were two significant court rulings that came late Friday related to abortion pills. Can you quickly walk me through these two rulings and what they said? That's right. So these two rulings directly contradicted one another. So we're really in uncharted territory right now. A lot of confusion. So you had one federal district court in Texas saying that the FDA approval of abortion pills more than 20 years ago should be tossed out. They sided with these conservative groups, these anti-abortion groups challenging the FDA approval really intense writing in the decision, very much adopting the language of anti-abortion groups. And so that came out. But the judge said, my ruling won't take effect for the next week. So we have until this Friday night to see what happens. And then out of a different federal district court in Washington state, you had a different judge say that the FDA can't make any changes to how abortion pills are regulated. Basically, freezing things as they currently are now, at least in the more than dozen states that brought the different challenge. And so you now have the FDA both being told to get rid of the approval of abortion pills and not to get rid of the original approval of abortion pills. The Biden administration has already appealed the Texas ruling, and we're all waiting to see what happens in this next week. You know, what can we expect next that the Biden administration is pledged to you know do everything in its power to protect access to abortion since the Dobbs decision? You know, what's their reaction been so far and what can we expect? Yeah, so they already have appealed the Texas court's decision and they're going to ask the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to stay the lower court's ruling. That just means not do anything with it, keep things as they are now, keep abortion pills on the market until all these legal challenges could play out. You know, the fact that you have two conflicting rulings coming out of two courts makes it more likely that this will go to the Supreme Court sooner rather than later. In fact, you know, it's expected that if the Fifth circuit doesn't jump in and and stop things from going forward, that the Biden administration could go directly to the Supreme Court. And so, you know, that's what's next. The administration says they will do whatever they can. And there are a lot of sort of conflicting calls on the administration to take different actions. There's a lot of fear and confusion right now and a lot of differing opinions on how aggressive the Biden administration should be. 
on sort of the division, I know Democrats have been sort of split on how to respond to these rulings. You know, where are the fissures there? Yeah, so you have uh, a camp of people who are saying, you know, this Texas court decision is so clearly illegitimate. The judge uses all kinds of inflammatory language in it. People are arguing that because the judge in this case, you know, has a history of anti-abortion partisanship, that this ruling should be considered illegitimate and that the Biden administration should direct the FDA to ignore it. And that's coming from people you don't normally see see throwing bombs like this. So, you know, of course, you had, you know, some progressives demanding this, some of the usual suspects, but you also had people like Ron Wyden, who's senator, who's the chair of the finance committee. He's like a party guy and not who you would expect to really come out swinging and suggest something like this. But I think that as courts have gotten, you know, more and more conservative, you have more Democrats really looking at more drastic measures to counter what those courts are doing. And there are people saying this completely upends the FDA's power to control drug approvals in the future if anyone could come in and challenge it. And so that camp is saying to the Biden administration, there's more risk of respecting the court's ruling than ignoring it. However, I talked to some folks who are advising the Biden administration on this, and they say that that would be a, a bad move at this juncture. That could jeopardize any chance they have of overturning the lower court decision on appeal, because even though the higher courts are definitely conservative, they wouldn't necessarily go along with upending the approval of a drug from 23 years ago. And so they're saying, look, as long as abortion pills are still available for now, as long as we at least have a chance of getting this overturned on appeal, why would we jeopardize that by coming out swinging and announcing, you know, I'm going to ignore the court. So how are Republicans responding to this? I know Nancy Mace, South Carolina Republican, came out against the Texas ruling. What's the Republican response been like? As with many things, she is not representative of the party. That was surprising to see. Honestly, most Republicans have been very, very quiet about this. And, you know, you only had a couple. I saw Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, you know, celebrating the ruling. I saw former Vice President Mike Pence celebrating the ruling. But I think it's really notable that Democrats are being very loud on this and Republicans who have previously been very, you know, open in their anti-abortion views. You would think this would be, you know, a big win for them. They're being very quiet because there's a lot of voter outrage and this is seen as something that could help Democrats. How have abortion providers been reacting generally to this? They've expected this for a while and they have been preparing. You know, it's important for folks to know that medication abortions require two pills taken in succession. And this challenge and the court's ruling only applies to one of them. And so people will still be able to obtain the second pill, which is called misoprostol. And you can use just that pill and still have an abortion. And so abortion providers around the country have been preparing for doing abortions going forward forward with just that pill. You know, although they do warn, it's not quite as effective as using both pills together. That's why both pills together was the standard for the past couple decades. So, you know, it is a workaround. It's not a perfect workaround. Do you have any sort of sense of how the Supreme Court may rule on this? You know, they have definitely willing to challenge agency power to make 
policy in the past. And that's what's at issue here with the FDA. But it really goes both ways. And this could be, you know, too extreme even for them. Taking a step back, you know, how might these challenges impact the FDA's regulatory authority going forward? I mean, that's a good question. I think it really depends on the outcome in the courts, but people are very concerned. They say, you know, this has implications way beyond abortion, that if this is allowed to go forward, it could really invite challenges to any kind of medication that people don't agree with. That could be, you know, vaccines, that could be mental health drugs, it could be, uh, you know, HIV drugs, it could be all kinds of things. And so there, there really is concern about a slippery slope here, which is, I think, why you're seeing some people who you wouldn't expect, you know, saying, let's ignore the court, let's defy the court, because they're afraid of what kind of precedent this creates. On the other hand, there are people saying you could create a dangerous precedent on the other side, and a future president could cite the current president ignoring this court ruling to ignore a different court ruling. There's a lot of anxiety all around. Well, thanks for coming on. Great to talk. Thank you. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tine, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ahmed is the executive producer of Audio at Politico. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 